Hey everyone, welcome to the Because of Jesus podcast. We're so thankful that you tuned in today to check us out. Uh, we're very grateful for that. Make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, leave some comments so that we can follow up with you and please share it with a friend. Uh, that's so important to us that you share uh, the information that we put out, that you share it with friends, discuss it, uh, use it to bring glory to God. I um, want you to watch the podcast on our YouTube channel, or you can listen to the podcast through your favorite podcast platform. But thanks so much for tuning in. And now we're going to join Pastor Neil Nolan, uh, just a wonderful man of God, just a great, great orator of the gospel. Here we go. Man, what a blessing. Good to have you with us, It's, sir. Good, it's good to be here. But before we start, do we need to pray for you? I, I see that you have <laughs> I tell a— you, man, that was tough to say. That was tough well, to say, but it was in the notes. Well, I was— <laughs> It was in the notes <laughs> I prepared for you. But what about your forehead? It looks like uh, you got a knot or something going on with you. Uh, Shannon backhanded me. Well, she backhanded me. You better no, start I'm listening. Just kidding. Nah. Just kidding. Now, listen, um, I'm excited uh, about where we're going today. As we move forward in the book of Esther, this is the divine turnaround or divine reversal. Everything is set up for this moment. But to get to that moment where the king kind of begins to see behind the scenes, because really we have a, a king that's very unaware, unaware about who his wife is, unaware who Haman is, unaware who uh, Mordecai really is, and unaware about a lot of things that's going on. But in chapter 5, as we go into chapter 6, everything kind of comes to the table. And then in chapter 7, uh, that's where uh, we're going to see everything. I, I'm, I'm call that the unveiling of what's taking place. We had not got there yet. No. Slow down. That's right. Slow down. We're still on 5 and 6. I know you're excited. I'm excited. We didn't get to preach on 7 did this not, past Sunday. Did not. We had a wonderful service. Yeah. But slow down, and, and let's, let's pick up. Pick up where we need to pick up today. So far in the chapter 5, I've learned a couple things that kind of in my mind. First of all, that God can be trusted. Amen. Um, Two, he is faithful. And then also then God is at work. When you get to chapter 5, now Esther has heard. She said, if I perish, I perish. And now she is going to go to the king. To do that, the Bible says that she presents herself well. She puts the royal robe on, and she goes and places herself. And I like the word position, John Mark. She positions herself right where the king would walk out, his place where uh, he was staying, so to speak. She goes to the palace, and she stands there. She's waiting on the king. I, I like the word positioning. She is positioning herself uh, for this time. I believe that the Holy Spirit puts us in positions, or he positions us, so our callings, our anointings, our talent, if you like that word, of all that we are have been called to do, all that our makeup is for these certain moments, God positions us for a kingdom's sake, for his will, for his glory. So she positions, she risks everything to stand in position. When the king sees her, uh, the king beckons her. The Bible says, finds favor again, she does. And she goes before the king. He, The scepter is placed out. She touches it, and again he says to his wife, whatever you want, I'll give you right. up to half of my kingdom. You right. with me? Is it right. with me so far? So far, I got you. Okay. When this takes place, once she is positioned, once the king blesses her, she asks for a, a request. It is an unusual, unique request. She asks for an audience, a banquet, so to speak, with Haman, and the king. Now understand. So John Mark, she's positioned. She gets the request and she asks for a dinner with the king, her husband, and the enemy of her people. Right. That's, a, that's an unusual request. Right. 
but it's one that's going to pay off for her. In chapter 5, right before you get to chapter 6 and 8, uh, excuse me, verse 6 and 8, when we get there, then she gets to that banquet. I, I don't know, some people say that she froze up. I, I don't believe that. I believe it's timing. Sometimes God will pause things in our life so that the timing of God could line up. Now remember that I told you back in chapter 2 and chapter 3 that really I felt like Mordecai should have been blessed and championed because he overheard the plot to kill the king. But instead, the next chapter, Haman comes to power. It seems like God is either not listening, not aware, God is late. But when you get to chapter 5 and chapter 6, you begin to realize God is neither, none of those things. Timing is everything. It's everything. Timing is everything. That's the hardest part, though. Oh, yes. It's the waiting. It's the hardest part for us, especially us in today's culture. Man. I, 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 I can't stand to wait in the drive-thru. No, no. You know, but, you're already just driving through, and I can't stand it. Yeah, because it's supposed to be fast food, right? It's supposed right? to be fast. <laughs> I can't stand to go slow on the interstate. You can't, I yeah. can't stand it. Yeah. It's hard. It's difficult <laughs> to go slow or to wait. Yes, because the left lane's the passing lane, right? Right, right. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go right. there, but yes. But even, even, even in a more serious note, in my own life, and there's many times I thought that God was aloof, not not watching, not aware, or and sometimes I just thought He didn't care. You know? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, but we, God, you feel that way many times. Yeah, you, you, why don't you move? It's like Lazarus' situation. God, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Not knowing that this was greater than the moment with my brother, speaking with Lazarus and Mary and Martha here. But 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 God was working out a bigger thing that I could not see. And here in Esther, chapter 2, I wanted God to move in. You know, destroy those people and bless Mordecai. And God's telling us, it's not time yet. It's not time yet. And so you pick back up there. She goes to the banquet, and then she asks for a, a second banquet. At the first banquet, she wants a second banquet. And this is where God just steps in so beautifully as we go into chapter 6. On the way home, Haman on the way home sees Mordecai. And the Bible said that he was uh, gleeful. One translation, he was happy. But when he sees Mordecai, he's upset again because Mordecai does not tremble in his presence. He goes home to his wife, Haman. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it's pronounced Zeresh. Goes home to her and to his friends. And he's happy, he says, in the moment because he thinks that he's found favor with the king by eating with the king and his wife. Not knowing that the king's wife is a Jewish girl that's about to turn his world upside down. Right. That's awesome, man. So when he gets there, let me throw this in before you, and then please comment. But when he gets there, he's so he's so excited. He says, I'm blessed. He didn't use that word. He actually said, I'm rich. I'm wealthy. I have all this power. He said, but none of it matters, or it's to no avail, King James, as long as Mordecai lives because he does not tremble in my presence. That means we can have everything and still not be happy. Lose it all. Still not yes. be satisfied. Not Throw be sat- it all away. Come on. Throw it all away. Because of pride. Right. P- pride is at the root of every sin. Pride, of course, the scripture is a downfall for all of us if it's not correct. And pride pushes God away. Humility beckons the arm of God, correct? Well, a lot of this is is still what we deal with today is, you know, he's he sees people together and is jealous. No doubt. So he sees Mordecai and the king together. And he instantly loses all of his, uh, whatever, whatever you want to call it, his happiness, his joy at being in the presence of the king. He loses all immediately because he saw two people together and it made yeah. him jealous, made yeah. him upset, made him angry. Yeah. Um, and we're still the same way. We see people hanging out and, and we're like, we're left out. I don't understand why they're together. I don't yeah. understand, 
you know, uh, yeah. you know how they can socialize, and I'm and I'm left out. I'm on the outside looking in. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I agree 100. percent And it's deeper too because you're talking about the people of God, the, the Jewish race, and when everything going on in the world now, I'm really appalled. And John Moore, I know, and not not to get too 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 far here, and there's innocents on both sides that are being destroyed. That we should weep for all all who are innocent. But I've never seen also, too, where once again, it's almost like history repeating itself with genocide and the call for genocide that we see in the book of Esther or we see in the late 1930s, in the early 1940s. We see it here. Mordecai is despised and, and, and Haman wants his life. Haman has all these riches and he said it avails nothing. It avails nothing. He even his wife listening. Now, this is the second thing here. Be careful who you listen to. Be, be, be careful who your friends are. Because he goes out and builds a 70-foot gallow, right. not to hang uh, Mordecai, but to drive a stake through him right. and place him high so all can see, don't don't cross me. Don't don't despise me. Right. Okay? Now, here's where it gets good. You ready for this? I'm ready. I'm let's jump, let's jump into chapter 6. So when you jump into chapter 6, this is the timing of God. This is a sovereign hand of God. This is the providence of God. The king goes to bed. The king, I won't be crude here, but the, the king has a lot of interest, right. a lot of things for pleasure. But he goes to bed, and the Bible says that he cannot sleep. And he cannot sleep, so he gets up, and he does not reach for a toy of pleasure. He reaches for the book of remembrance. And then to me, I'm, I'm a little, I see scripture different at times. I think it says what it says. I think we try to sidestep scripture because it almost offends us. But I live in a real world with real problems. I was a real sinner and I needed a real savior. And so I know who I was and I know who I am. So I'm not one of those now who feel like because I am saved, I'm better. I'm one of those who said, if it had not been for the grace of God on my side. You, you right, know, absolutely. You one of those people too? Absolutely. Because you're from Dylan, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so he reaches for the book of remembrance and he reads about the time when two of his eunuchs wanted to kill him, but an individual heard their plot, told the king, those two individuals were killed. And when he reads it, something connects with him. And, and, and he says to himself, what did we do to bless this man? You know right. who that man was? Mordecai. It was Mordecai. Right. Now, why? in chapter 2, I wanted God to bless Mordecai. Now in chapter 6, the king is starting to remember, I didn't bless Mordecai. I think I need to bless him. And th this right. is the timing of God. You ready? I'm about to shout. Right. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. And so this is the timing of God. That goes to show you it may look like it's delayed, but it's not denied as the old preacher preached because God is right on time. And if God would have worked in chapter two, you, you wouldn't see the blessing that you're about to see in chapter six. So at the same time when the king cannot sleep, John Mark, he's reading this book. He asks, did we bless this man? They say, no. He wants to find out how to bless him. So he needs to speak to somebody. Guess who's walking in at the same time? Haman. Old buddy Haman. Old buddy Haman's walking in. <laughs> right on time. Full of pride. Right on time. Full of pride. Right attitude. Full of pride. <laughs> right? Walks in, and he. the king said, let me ask you something, paraphrasing. If I wanted to bless somebody, how would I bless them? And Haman's think, he's thinking what? Is it, he's talking about me. That's exactly what he's thinking. He's talking about me. So Haman That's said. That's what I'll be thinking about if I walked into your office. Yes. And you said, I really want to bless one of my staff members. Yes. But I, I would be probably talking about Johnny. Probably so. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so what happened was Haman walks in full of pride, and Haman goes, uh, the king said, what can I do to bless somebody? And the blessing is a Christian word. That's my word. But you know, to honor, right. honor somebody. And Haman's thinking, man, he's talking about me. Absolutely. He's so he said, ready. He's ready. So he said, 
King, why don't you get one of your robes that you wore? He's buttering him up good, too. That's a southern phrase, buttering right. him up. He says, why don't you get a horse that you rode? Put the man in your robe. Put him on your horse. He's thinking about himself. He's going to look like Ric Flair walking through all of Florence, South Carolina, right? <laughs> I can right? see it now. I can see Put it him now. on your horse, but then he goes one step further. See, the enemy would tell on himself. The enemy would trap his own self. He said, then let a man pull that horse around, lead, that's a better word, lead that horse around, and let the man say to the man being honored on the horse, look at this man. He's full of honor. This is what the king does for those who honor and bless the king. The king uh, likes it. He loves it. Buys it. He loves it. What does the king say? It's a great say? idea. That's what it's he said. a great idea. And what does the king do say? It. Let's do it. King said, let's do it. And then he says to Haman, go get Mordecai. Because mm. Morde- hurt. 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 Mordecai hurt is the man. Haman not knowing that. That is divine turnaround. That is the hand of God. A lot of times, and I, want, I, want to, I know our time is going to leave us down, but a lot of times we feel like God is late, so we begin to act, or react, not act, act. We begin to react. I, I teach our leadership never to react. Reactionary leadership is dangerous. We act. We act on what? What we know to be true. What do we know to be true? That our God is the supreme God. That he teaches us his ways, his concepts, and his precepts. He teaches us what to do in strategic moments, good times, and bad. Like with our enemies. How do we respond to our enemies? Do we manipulate people? Do we fight flesh for flesh? No. That's reactionary leadership. But we act. We act what? On the word of God. We act what? In the spirit of God. We act what? With a character that God places inside of us. Right? right? Not trying to preach here. So I add, you go ahead, uh, preach, uh, preach. And, and so by doing that, we keep ourselves from harm. Because if I would have been in control in Esther, I would have blessed Mordecai in, in three. The beginning. And I'd have dealt with Haman before it started. But God said, no. I'm going to let Haman rise up. And then I'm going to belittle or bring Haman down low. A scripture. And I'm going to let Haman lead Mordecai throughout the kingdom. And then your enemies end up blessing you. I call it a divine turnaround. Divine reversal. And that is the hand of God. Won't Absolutely. He do, won't he do it? Every time. Every time. Won't he do it? And so that's that's to me, that is the beautiful part of, of chapter 6. And we got time. I, the sleepless night. I mentioned this to you and our leadership. And with the sleepless night, I'll never forget, John Mark, when I was preaching at a, at a great church of God, as a, it was a rural church of God in, in the PD region. Um, and I was there one night, and I'll never forget this. As long as I live, I was a young boy preaching. And um, on the last night of revival, I did a series on Joseph. And the last night of revival, Spirit Lord spoke to me and said, tell the people that they have stopped giving. Let them know that I'm going to bless them for them to trust me. And it, and, and it bothered me a little bit because I didn't want them to think I was after their money. Right. But to make a long story short, I got approval with the pastor. I told the church what the Lord said, and we closed revival. The next day, the pastor called me, and he said, you won't believe what happened. He said, last night, he said, there was a man in our community, community that does not go to our church. He said his mother was one of those old holiness women, and um, she's done going on with the Lord. And he said, I'm not a Christian. He said, but last night, I could not sleep. And it came to me that I've never honored my mother. I want to honor my mother. How much do you owe in your church? And the pastor said about $100,000. He said, no, 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 no. He said, I want to know exactly because today I'm going to pay that off to honor my mother. And it reminded me of this. God is still the God. He's a sovereign God, a holy and powerful God. And he still, he still keeps people up in the night. 
He'll still awake a man up, sinner, enemy, foe, or child of God, and he'll stir them for such a time as this for a kingdom purpose. That's right. That's the God that we serve. Absolutely. That's the God that we serve. We need the church to be reminded again of, of the God that we serve. And, and, and you know, in closing, the, the better news for us is we're not going to an unaware king. We're going to the, the king of kings. He already knows. Yeah. You he remember when he, when he taught the parable, he said there was a, a woman, a widow that went to a king, and she kept knocking, knocking, and the king would tell her no, but she kept knocking. Persistent. And then what did he say? Grant her what she wants. Why? I, I just want, I want to be done with it. That's what he said. I want to be done with it. He her. says, King James said, he, she wearies me. She troubles me. Give her what she wants. But we don't serve that type king. We serve a king who sent his son to die for our sins, to give us the keys to the kingdom, to be the true ecclesia, to be the church, to tell others, if God did it for me, he can do it for you. That's and right. so our king gives us an invitation that nobody can revoke. He has authority that even our enemies can see and blessings that he does not have to get permission for anyone to bless me. That's the God that we serve today. Amen. Amen. That's all I got. It's great. That <laughs> that's all great. That's all a great I got. job. Yeah, I got, As always, I got thanks so much for joining us at our Because of Jesus podcast. Uh, what a blessing to share some time with Pastor yeah. Neil um, and, and have him preach to me. Uh, I must need it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, you need it. Hey, John. I Moore, do need it. Let me do this. But, uh, let me let me do this. I, I know I know we're recording our podcast, but I want to pray today. I want to pray for right. those who will watch this, who feel like who feels like that God is late in their life, that God has not shown up in the situations, in their marriage, in their finances, in, with their children. I want to pray just for a moment. Then we'll, you go back and, and do what you do so well, Heavenly Father. At this moment, I pray God that for a divine turnaround. For those that will watch, God, those that will listen to this podcast, and I was really excited today because the Scripture calls me to this excitement. Because, God, many times I felt like you were late in my life, that you didn't care, but you showed up right on time. God, I pray that for those who watch this, that, God, that they will know that you're an on-time God and that you will show up and the hands of the enemy will not deter your will. God, I give you praise for being that God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. Yeah. Once again, uh, we enjoyed a word from you, from your heart. Yes, um, You know, that's that's always that's always the key. You know, I know mm. you prepare yourself, and and I've seen your notes, and uh, and I know it's it's very detailed. Uh, but when you preach and, and as you're sharing today, um, we hear from your heart. And yes, we sir. Appreciate that. Yes, sir. Um, thank you once again for joining us here at Palmetto Street Church of God. Make sure you comment and share our podcast. Uh, with those that you that you know, your neighbors, your work, your family, uh, whatever the case may be. But thank you once again for joining in, and please share that information. And uh, we love you. Looking forward to seeing you as we continue the series on Esther. It's been refreshing and been powerful. Yeah. Uh, it has some powerful services, man. Yes, what, sir. It's been some some great altar calls and and uh, and I guess non service services. Yeah. So no preaching, just just a time at the altar praying and, As well, yeah. and hearing from God. So uh, so it's been a, it's been great. So make sure you join us. Check out uh, the sermon series Esther and our podcast. Thanks again, and you guys have a wonderful and blessed day.